0: This is Blind Like Me. Hello, everyone. Interviews, information, and reviews related to living with a vision disability. Your host is Tim Black. Tim has been visually impaired since birth. He's been in radio for 30 years and also hosts the podcast Inside Today's Country. Tim has never let his lack of vision stand in his way.
1: Welcome to another edition of Blind Like Me. It is Tim, and uh, it's been a while since we've uh, done one of these, but uh, you know what? We always try to find some unique people to chat to around our big world, which seems to be coming smaller and smaller all the time. And I'm so happy to welcome to the podcast another young lady that I found watching TikTok, because apparently a lot of time I do that nowadays. It's Caitlin Wackerman, all the way from North Carolina. Is that right?
2: Yes. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited.
1: So this is um, the, ho- the whole st- the premise, obviously, behind what we do here on Blind Like Me is we try to find uh, interesting people to share their stories, find out what their, their lives are like, find out uh, what their experiences are like. And I saw your stuff online and I liked your attitude right from the get go. I was like, this girl is positive. She's she's uh, newly blind that I could kind of tell. And and prior to recording here, we were finding out some more details about you. This is, this is something within the last couple of years, uh, that's happened to you. So let's, let's start there. Um, this is new to you being somebody who is visually impaired. What's life been like since, you know, life has changed.
2: Oh yeah. Um, it's, It was a struggle in the beginning. Um, Like I said before, when we were chatting, I was not having it. I didn't go in public. I was super depressed. I was mad at myself. I was mad at the world. I was just angry all the time. Um, And I think the biggest thing for me was just relearning everything I had already learned in life because I was 26 years old when I lost my vision. Mm -hmm. And so I grew up with... You know, living a normal life, and I could drive and work a microwave and a washing machine, and all of that changed. It's the little things that you don't even think about every day using stairs or just being in public in general, knowing if people are looking at you, talking to you, or not. Um, so it was a huge adjustment. And in the beginning, I was mad, I was very angry, I was upset, and I was depressed, and um. And then one day I woke up and I just was like, this is this, this can't be my life forever. There's something's got to change. Something's got to give because I can't be this miserable Mm -hmm. forever. Mm -hmm. Um, But the reason I did lose my vision is because I'm a type one diabetic and I've had diabetes since I was eight. And when I was about 17 years old, I lost my health insurance. And I started working in restaurants when I was 15, and that was basically my full-time job. Mm-hmm. And so the restaurants that I worked in did not offer me health care. And so I was buying insulin off the streets because I could not afford it from the pharmaceutical companies.
1: Wow. And that's actually one of the videos that I, I think you were addressing. You were talking about that in one of your TikToks. Uh, yes. That that's, that's how you were getting your insulin. That, that, to me, that just blows my mind.
2: Yeah. I mean, it, it was a struggle. I mean, there were definitely times where I would go a couple of days without getting my insulin and I would end up in the emergency room. I've had my episodes. Mm -hmm. Um, I kept very quiet about it. I didn't act like I had diabetes, which was, that's another whole part of my story that I think is really huge. I just didn't take care of myself on top of the fact that I couldn't get my insulin. I just kind of gave up. Mm -hmm. And to be clear, I did, uh, you know, I applied for um, government assistance. I've applied for the free clinics that are in the area and I was denied everything. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think a lot of that had to do with being a server and a bartender because on paper, um, you know, nowadays you have to claim everything you make and it looked like I made too much money. And, but in reality, when you have rent to pay and a car payment and groceries, you just, you, you don't have the money for it. And the insulin here, at least in the United States, is outrageously expensive. It doesn't even make any sense how much. I mean, it was about 600 bucks um, just to pick up, you know, like a regular. Uh, I use the insulin pens, mm-hmm. um, but mm-hmm. then I had to switch to vials at some point, mm-hmm. And you can't get them unless you have it, um, a prescription. Mm-hmm. So I would have to check myself into the emergency room and get a doctor to write me a one time prescription and then go to CVS and pick it up. And it was at some point it would be $1,200. Oh my God. So I I just couldn't afford it because I, I take two different types of insulin. So collectively it would be roughly about $1,200
1: per and month. And then I just is rationed that, it. Is that per month?
2: Um. Yes. Holy so, cow. But I would ration it because uh, I wouldn't get the correct amount. Right. And then at some point I just couldn't afford it at all. So I just, um, I was, I was very lucky. I would, by the grace of God, run into other diabetics that mm-hmm. had either extra insulin laying around, or they would just do anything that they could to just help me out. And so that's that's what I did for seven years.
1: Man, that's that that to me, I'm sorry, that just blows my mind. I I can't even, you know, fathom that coming from where we are here in Canada. Uh, it's just you know a completely different story, you know. Uh, right. And it's just, wow, <laughs> 1200 bucks. I mean, that's people's, as you say, that's people's rent.
2: Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. That's mm-hmm. people's
1: rent. Um, so let's explore this a little bit where you, uh, 26 is when you lost your, your eyesight. Did yes. you start to see symptoms of that early on prior to losing your sight then?
2: Um, here and there. I would notice at night things would be really difficult to see. Mm-hmm. Um, in general, and working in bars, you know, the the lighting is already dim. Right. So I noticed that, uh, didn't really think too much about it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I did get a pair of glasses at one point just to help out when I would drive, um, especially at night. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, couldn't afford anything to go to the doctor or do any of that anyway. Mm-hmm. So I didn't, I think the biggest thing for me, and I think it's just big in my um, generation in general is that we all think we're invincible Mm -hmm. or that we think it couldn't happen to us, but it did. And it happened to me overnight. Um, like one day I could just see and I went to work and everything was fine. And I woke up and my retina was completely detached in my right eye. So yeah. And then about a month and a half after that is when I went completely blind in my left eye. Um, and I was awake for that one. So really panic attack. Yes.
1: Wow. Walk me through. What was that like?
2: um so i thought in the so when it happened Mm -hmm. um i thought there was something in my eye or it just got really foggy so i'm rubbing my eye and i'm like washing my eyes out and i go to pick up my phone and i had already enlarged the font and everything on it at that point Um, i had already gone through my first two eye surgeries and I was getting the eye injections and laser surgery in my left eye because my doctors were really trying to save my left eye, but they did warn me, right. like, you were definitely going to go blind. Right. So, but, you know, in the back of my head, I'm like, this would never, this isn't going to happen to me. I'm going to be able to regain my vision and things are going to be great and I can get back to life.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, so when I went to go look at my phone that night, I had a panic attack and I called my mom and I'm like, we got to go to the emergency room. I can't see. And she's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, nothing. I can't see anything. And so I remember going out, the, the nurse walked me out to the big eye charts that they have yeah. and everything was just white. I couldn't see anything. And so a doctor, one of my doctors um, in the Charlotte area, I, I do, I go to um, a company that is Charlotte, Charlotte, eye, ear, nose, and throat. And those doctors are amazing. They opened an office Sunday morning just for me to come in. And then we set up a surgery like a couple days later to get my left eye, you know, save as much as they could of it. Right. Yeah.
1: That's amazing. So
2: it was crazy. I've had six eye surgeries in about a year and a half.
1: Holy cow. That's a lot. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's a lot.
1: It that's was a lot. A, that's a lot. Um what have you found now? I mean, we, we you I, you mentioned quickly there that uh, you know, obviously this is life altering, life changing. You have have now tried to Uh, retrain yourself on on doing things. Uh, Obviously, no more driving, uh, which is probably a good thing. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, let's keep me off the road. Uh, Keep you off the road. (laughs) Um, But little things you mentioned using the microwave and the washing machine. Uh, Have those things become a challenge for you?
2: Oh, absolutely. So in the beginning, it was so frustrating because it's something so simple. I would get a piece of mail and I couldn't read it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a whole other thing, asking people to help me work my phone and read my messages. I just felt like I lost all privacy. Um, mm-hmm. And then I had to relearn, you know, using the microwave. So in the beginning, um, before I got involved with, um, you know, like the disability and all, all the programs around that help people that are disabled or blind,
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, we would put band-aids on things to know where to turn the button or press the button the on and off switch to things my sisters came right into town my older sister reorganized my closet from dark clothes to light clothes to uh, sweatshirts to pants right um my they helped me reorganize my bathroom to where you know shampoo goes in one corner conditioner in the other right um It's just tiny little things that you don't even think about and in the beginning i did not have my cane Mm -hmm. so going in public was really hard for me i would trip and fall and Mm -hmm. it would be embarrassing i wouldn't know if people were talking to me Mm -hmm. if i needed to order something um and i would flip out i would have a panic attack and i would just throw a tantrum like Mm -hmm. a four-year-old and (laughs) Um, and that's when I was like, I need to start isolating myself because this isn't right. I need to figure out how to maneuver around and figure out life this way, because if this is what it's going to be, mm-hmm. you know, it can't be miserable. I have to figure out a way to do all of this. So I started, you know, reaching out, looking up the programs,
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, and there's a, a place in Charlotte, uh, the Metrolina Association of, uh, for the Blind. they help out, they I have a caseworker, so she she came over and put the bump dots on the washing machine and the microwave and the dishwasher, all of that for me. Um, the mobility and cane training, mm-hmm. all of that. So and like learning how to work technology. I've been in um, groups for people that are visually impaired,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and um, so it's just learning different tricks. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's just relearning what you've already learned. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I'm lucky and I'm blessed just because I have lived a good chunk of my life with vision. Mm -hmm. So I know what, you know, a fork looks like. I know where the plates are in my house. I know where everything Mm -hmm. is. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm. Um, I think it's just staying organized. And it's really just like pushing yourself every single day. Mm -hmm. In the beginning, I gave up um, because I was a bartender for so long. I lived that lifestyle. I partied a lot. I drank a lot. I gave up all of that. Mm -hmm. um, for a year and a half while I was going through my surgeries, which helped, um, just emotionally, you know, I I had to emotionally get stable again. And it, and it honestly, it just, it saved my life going blind because I was headed down a really dark and bad path. Mm -hmm. So I, I just, I feel like I have a very different perspective on life. Um, and I just, it's like, it's one of the best things that's ever happened to me, honestly.
1: Do you feel that you've been given another chance?
2: Absolutely. I I should have died multiple times. Um, Diabetes isn't a joke. And I took it as one. I didn't take it seriously. And I was, I'm, I just feel like I'm not even super deserving of the chances that I've had. Mm -hmm. And um, that was another thing that changed my life. I have a, I had a very, very, very good friend. I went to high school with, but we reconnected when I lost my vision. She had stage four cancer, and I would watch her get up every day and and fight treatments and um, go to work and teach the second grade class class that she was teaching, and I just felt selfish. I was like, why like why is she so happy and okay, and I'm mad because I can't see of what I did to myself on top of obviously not being able to afford the insulin. Right. And so it, it really gave me a new perspective on life. And I'm like, I have to stop being so angry, um, and just be grateful for what I do have. And the people that did come around for me and the patience everybody had with me, just people taking time out of their day to take me to the grocery store is a big deal Mm -hmm. for me. And Mm -hmm. I had to learn how to be grateful for all of those things. Um, so it gave me a very different perspective on life. And I feel like now I don't, I, I just see things in a very different way. I just feel like I live in a very different world than other people do. And I I think it's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm blessed that way.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So um, I'm not upset about any of it anymore. I actually kind of enjoy it.
1: <laughs> it's That's, kind of fun. <laughs> you know, it's, I mean, it, it's one of the biggest challenges I think that uh, we have as a human race. We don't like to ask for help. It's one of right. the one of the things that we all like to be very, very independent. And when you're blind or visually impaired, it doesn't matter whatever disability that you have, uh, everybody likes to do things on their own. I'm one of those one of those people. I've always done things on my own. Uh, and it still is a challenge. And my wife and my family will contest to this. I hate asking for help. It's one of the last things i I like, you know, i yes. I'll do it. I'll do it by myself first. Um, but yes. it's one of the one of the things that you have to learn, and and uh, I commend you for learning how to ask for help because I think it is one of the most important things to do. People are more than willing to help you when you ask for the help, and and it really doesn't take a lot of time out of their day. If they're taking you to the grocery store uh, or wherever you know wherever you need to go, uh, right. it just it just ends up working out right. And 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 it's, yeah. at the end of the day, it's easier for you, and you get some spend some quality time with probably somebody you haven't seen for a while or maybe a family member.
2: Right. Right. Yeah. Asking for help was very tough for me. Um, that was probably one of the biggest things was I felt like I lost my independence, but in general, it was really my pride Mm -hmm. and I wanted to really hold myself together with, and that's just all ego. And I had to really learn how just that is, it's not even worth it. Like, and, and then I had to learn that other people wanted to help me. They like other people want to feel good too. Mm -hmm. And it's not about me. I know I can do things on my own. I'm very well aware of who I am as a human being and what I'm capable of. But if someone wants to help me out, absolutely. Why would I stop them? You know, like what, like they want to feel good too. So I let them.
1: What was it like for your, um, you know, you could become the first blind bartender. I'm, I'm thinking there's a possibility for you. Don't, don't throw that away. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what was, what was your, uh, what were your work friends? Like, uh, you know, how did they react to you, you know, losing your sight?
2: Actually, that was a huge thing in the beginning. I, um, I didn't hear from most of the people that I surrounded myself with. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of them did not reach out. A lot of them did not, When I say a lot of them, 99.9%, I think about when I say probably five people came through for me, Mm -hmm. um, that was it out of the, so many people I was around all the time, just because I, you know, I bartended in the area that I grew up in. So it's people that I've seen my whole life, been around for years and years, partied with, you know, served all of that, worked with, and most of them did not reach out to me. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was really heartbreaking for me. It hurt a lot. And that was a huge part of my anger as well. I took a lot of my hurt and depression out in anger. Mm-hmm. Um, some of my best girlfriends never reached out to me. I still don't hear from them at all today.
1: Really? That's sad. And,
2: well, I just think. A lot of people don't know what to say, and Mm -hmm. I think that they don't know how to react. Mm -hmm. And I've noticed that when I started getting the confidence and I had my cane to go out in public, there are a lot of people that get very weird around me. And, um, Oh, and the, it's just, oh it's, that
1: goes on for years. Trust me.
2: <laughs> oh, oh, I know. Oh, I know. But for me now it's hysterical. I'm like, that's really sad that people are scared of me yep. or they just won't talk to me. Mm-hmm. They don't, I'll be at a restaurant and I'll go to order and mm-hmm. the server will ask whoever I'm sitting with what I want. And I'll just chime in. And I'm like, Hey, my mouth still works. I got this. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. going to order for myself. Yeah. yeah. Um, but well, it, it really did show me, though, that there's a lot of people that I just I just don't think that they know how to react or how to respond around people that have a disability or that are just blind in general. And I feel like that's why a lot of people that are visually impaired do not go out often.
1: Mm-hmm. It's they very, don't feel comfortable. It's very sad that here we are rolling into almost 2021 and we are still dealing with that. You're not the only person that I've ever heard say that. Uh, the fact that you're sitting there and and somebody else will talk on your behalf. No, I can still talk. Uh, you know, I I just can't see you. Uh, that, that's the whole thing. Uh, the, the people staring at you, um, that's my entire life. It, it, it has driven, uh, my family, my, uh, I have two kids. Uh, it always, it always amuses them when people will stare at my eyes and then they'll stare back at them. So right, my, right. My, my biggest thing, and, and, and I kind of feel this is where, where you're going with this, is if you're curious, ask. There's nothing yes. wrong with asking because yes. 99.9% of the time, the person who is blind or visually impaired, even if they're standing there with a cane or with a dog, they are more than happy to talk to you about the, the lack of their vision that they have. Yes. Right?
2: I would rather someone ask. Like, even if I, I mean, I do have friends and if I meet their parents or other friends are like, what what do you need from me? Do you want to hold my arm? Do you need this? What are you comfortable with? No. And they won't be scared to um, to speak up. And I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, the, but I did when I did get um, I did have a hostess job uh, right before COVID hit. It was my first job since losing my eyesight okay and i the reason i got the job is because i actually used to bartend for the company so they trusted and knew you know that i could do this job and i knew that i could do it so um when i was doing that i'm i'm the first person when you walk into a restaurant i'm the hostess so you have to talk to me yep and the children will talk to me all day long the parents won't say anything
1: not a word no the
2: adults don't say anything. The
1: adults will be the ones who shy the children if they have the opportunity away from you. But if if the children are there allowed to be there by themselves, I agree. They'll talk to you 100%. Oh,
2: yeah. And it was it it really it was crazy to me. And the other employee, like the people that I worked with, my coworkers, they noticed it. Mm -hmm. They're like, it's really wild that adults just ignore you. They walk right past you. They just don't want to talk to you but the kids will come up and say whatever they want. They'll ask a million questions. Like, why do you have that cane? What does that do? Mm -hmm. Like, what do you mean your eyes don't work? You know, Mm -hmm. they look like they work. And and the parents allow them to ask those questions because the parents are curious themselves. The adults are curious themselves. And I really appreciate the kids doing that in front of their parents Mm -hmm. because they need to know that we're not going to bite you. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not going to hurt you. I, you know, just ask. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it is, it's wild to me that even nowadays with all of the diseases and the things that do go on in the world, why are you so scared to be around a blind person? Like what are you really so scared of? Why does it make you uncomfortable? I'm not uncomfortable Mm -hmm. at all. It's you that like, it's the people that don't know or just have never been exposed to it. And I do understand, you know, ignorance is a thing. And if they've never been around it, I understand. Mm -hmm. But don't treat us differently. Don't treat us like we can't hear you or, you know, we don't know that you're there. We, we know, Mm
1: Yeah, so it just, it blows my mind. It's very true. Uh, Somebody once told me the fact that you are visually impaired or you're blind, but you can't break us, you know, so, you know, you don't need to treat people like treat us with kid gloves, right? Uh, Right. We're human just like everybody else. We just can't see. Which leads me to my my next thing to talk to you a little bit about is obviously you uh, had a hostess job prior to COVID. COVID has changed the entire world. Uh yes. and this is something that we have brought up in the past in in other uh podcasts that I have talked to people and that is finding employment. That is something that I talked yeah. we, we talked about uh briefly before we started here. And that is becoming more of a challenge uh for yourself. How are you dealing yes. how are you dealing with that? Because here's a you know a vibrant 26-year-old young lady who obviously has got a good head on her shoulders now she's been given a chance to uh, you know do life kind of over again and and you have a sounds like it an amazing outlook on life and you're you're putting your foot in the right direction but this whole employment thing again is becoming a challenge why
2: yeah so um in the beginning like i said i think it was ego pride for a while i would go into an interview and i you know in my head now i'm 28 years old and i go into an interview for a part-time job at like a juice bar, for instance, knowing I can do it because I do all of that stuff at home alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, one, of the, I literally went into an interview and the girl was like, "You would be so perfect, you could run this store, but I can't hire you because you can't see." And uh, me, being the bold person I am, I'm like, "You know, you're not allowed to say that legally, right?" And she's like, "I didn't mean it in that way." And I'm like, "I'm not going to get you in trouble, but." you have to understand that like i'm i wouldn't have applied to this job if i knew i was incapable of doing that because it would i just know that i wouldn't last here if i knew i couldn't do it right and i was like that's okay like it's not a big deal i completely understand and i just left and um and then you have to think of the jobs that you know that you are capable of doing
0: mm-hmm.
2: but um a lot of people it's going through that interview process i i feel like i'm very confident Um, And when I walk in somewhere or if I talk to people, I make sure that people understand that I am not only coherent and I can hear everything that they're saying, (laughs) (laughs) but like I'm very capable of doing. I think people are just so unaware. They just think that we are so incapable of anything mm-hmm. and i could play the blind card and i've said that before especially in my videos on tiktok i could totally play the blind card and don't get me wrong sometimes i do like i let if my sisters come into town and they want to clean up or just yeah, yeah that, i'm like sure. yeah. yeah i'm like good. go for yeah, it you want to make dinner tonight
1: <laughs> yeah, that it, you know yeah like, uh, do it. all of a sudden i right, just i can't me. see where stuff is i have no right. idea where that right. pile of laundry is but go ahead right. and take care of it
2: <laughs> right. Right. I love it. Like I, I do it. I do it to my parents. I'm like, Oh, you guys are going to serve me. Wonderful. Oh, yeah. Um, but, but in general, like I, people are, they need to understand that we are so capable, mm-hmm. um, if they give us the right training and if they have patience. Mm-hmm. And then I also, I sell myself in interviews, um, I'm like, you know, this would look really great for the face of your company if you had a disabled person who's obviously visually impaired working Mm -hmm. and people can come in and see that. And like that, it would look really, really great for you guys. And then I always throw in there, I don't really know how it works in every state or just in general. and um, But I know that because I am on disability, I always throw that in there. And I'm like, you know, you don't, you get a tax break for hiring me. Mm -hmm. Um, And so like, I just kind of throw in, the benefits of hiring someone that's visually impaired.
1: Well, it becomes the uh, you know the fact that you're you're basically including everyone in your company, right? There right. are there are companies out there that you know you you see it all the time on websites when you're applying that they don't discriminate against you know anybody with a disability, but now when you see that, the the hurdle is getting to that next step. Sure, you're right. you're saying that. But is your company truly, you know, following through with that? I know right. in, I know in Canada, they definitely are trying to do that, um, not so much, obviously uh, in the US, but again, it's still a hurdle and it and it it is, and I think it will continue to be. And we have to get past that hurdle because there are so many people like yourself who are capable of doing jobs. Uh, and and you know, again, you, you hit the nail right on the head there give me the training, give me the time and the patience, I'll do the job for you. Right. Right? And I'll do it 110% better than probably you ever expect, than anybody will. And I think more companies have to realize that, and it doesn't matter what disability you have, uh, they have to realize that people with disabilities of all kinds their hearts are there, their knowledge is there. You just got to give them the opportunities and our companies around the world aren't doing that nearly enough. And and we have to get over this.
2: That's, I feel like that's why it's so important for me to get my story out there. And I just, you know, I want to become a motivational speaker and make a name and a brand for myself mm-hmm. um, because it needs to be, there needs to be awareness about all of this mm-hmm. and um, people, you know, like I want, I want to show my confidence to, to, you know, other, so other people can have the confidence and be able to go into interviews and really try and apply, but also people with vision or people that are doing the hiring, they need to hear both sides of the story. We understand that you don't want to hire us because you think we're incapable, Mm -hmm. but let us show you what we are capable of. Give us that chance.
1: Yep. I totally agree with you. Uh, let's talk technology a little bit because it's kind of something that we do kind of talk about here on this podcast. Uh, and you're newly blind, so how have you found technology?
2: Um, so I don't even watch TV at all. Can't <laughs> figure it out. Um, and I know that there's all the fancy things. You can tell it to turn on and stuff. I have no idea. Caitlin, I don't, come on. I have literally never been like a technology person ever mm-hmm.
1: um
2: never owned a laptop none of that stuff so um
1: what kind of phone are you using
2: i am using the iphone oh. i have the the 10 max the big oh, one
1: okay so and have you explored voiceover and all that stuff yet
2: yes hate yeah. voiceover <laughs> hate it oh my god
1: i have never <laughs> met anybody else like you who, who is same as i can't stand voiceover
2: I can't stand it. It's so <laughs> annoying. I'm like stop talking. I got the gist. I I got it, you know? Um but I I did I have a couple friends and I went to the the phone store where they set it up to where mm-hmm. my font is pretty enlarged. Um yep. I do have parts of it's not even just like voiceover. What is it? It speaks to you. It can yeah, read yeah. you
0: yeah. out loud.
2: Whatever you need, if you tell it to. So I use that very often. Right. Um. And then I actually, because I started putting my story out there on TikTok, um, I've had a couple people reach out and explain how to use my phone better because they also use a magnifying glass.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: so I usually take the screenshots on certain apps you cannot zoom in on um, to read things or have the screen reader on. Mm-hmm. So, um, they showed me different ways on how to like zoom in and, you know, double tap with the three fingers mm-hmm. and yep. So I think that's really awesome as well. Still playing with that. Okay. Obviously very confused because me and the technology thing are just not best friends, which you, is fine. That, you that, know, you, I can't be best friends with everyone. You'll, so. you'll,
1: you'll get over the hurdle. Trust me. The uh, triple tap with three fingers uh, works really, really well. And you've already obviously got it set up that, uh, you know, you drag your three fingers from the top and it'll speak to whatever's on the screen for you. Right. right. So that right. Work, that works out. I agree with you, the voiceover. I always am blown away by people who use voiceover all the time. I have tried it, and I think it's partially because I can see faster than I can get the phone to do what I want it to do. Yes. And that's what just, you know, there should be a halfway point. Right. That's what that, like, you know what I mean? There should be a, I'm 50% blind. Okay, I need a 50% voiceover thing. That That's see, where, see, <laughs>
2: Right, and I feel like that's how my phone is set up. It's like a halfway. There you Uh, go. My font is enormous that you can probably read it from about a mile away. (laughs) Um, But also, uh, like I said, on the apps that I can't zoom in to read the font, that's why I have the magnifying glass, which I'm lucky that I do have that vision. I guess if I was completely, completely blind, I would have to use the voiceover. And Mm -hmm. that's just a whole other patient type of story that I would not be... I mean, it would take probably weeks for me to really... Love it. <laughs>
1: right. Now, you said that you yeah. connected with uh, an organza- organization um, that are helping you. What was that organization again?
2: Um, the Metrolina Association for the Blind okay. is what we have here in the Charlotte area.
1: Okay. And what and, a, and what have they been helping you do?
2: So I've done um, – it's like a group class that we've done. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had to do it over Zoom because of COVID. Obviously. Um, and so we, we did – more like, you know, things that we've just talked about, shared our story, things like that. But then they've given us um, options and opportunities to reach out or what to use, what programs to use, what different apps work for people that are visually impaired. Um, they they also offer classes that, you know, they can teach you how to work technology.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, they also come out and like I said, they help you with a home Things yeah. If you need to, the bump dots, they also offer the mobility and cane training. Right. Um, they just have so many different options and I like them because they are a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Um, from what I understand, I believe they're a nonprofit. I don't want to be like quoted on that, mm, but fine. from what I understand they are. Okay. Um, and so I've become very close with one of the girls that works there and she's super, super inspiring. She has a very similar story to mine. Um, But she teaches a lot of these classes and she is pretty like almost all the way blind. She is very visually impaired, Mm -hmm. Um, but she does not care. She went back to college, got her master's, moved to this state all by herself, um, got this job as a visually impaired woman. um, And and she did all of this blind. And, And, you know, now she's married and all of that. But I mean, she... She is a huge inspiration for me. I'm like, if she can do all of this, mm-hmm. we all can do it.
1: Mm-hmm. That's That's so, awesome.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Really great company. They're amazing.
1: What was it like when, uh, you know, from someone who has been able to see before, all of a sudden now you're using a cane. What was the experience like that for the first time?
2: Uh, In the beginning, I hated it. I knew all the attention I was getting, and I did not want it. It was the unwanted attention, the stares, um, everyone whispering when you walk by. Um, Yeah, I couldn't stand it. And then, of course, accidentally hitting everything and everyone in my way. (laughs) Uh, But now I may or may not take advantage of that. We don't have to talk about that, though. Um, (laughs) But in the beginning, yeah, it it was tough didn't love it now um i appreciate it because i feel like my cane is super super helpful to me but i think it's also really really helpful to others around me so they know i cannot see you mm-hmm. and so that's why i you know i i love it now if i didn't have my cane it would just be a whole different story
1: mm-hmm. have you thought about even venturing down the way of braille at all
2: i've thought about it mm-hmm um, that, that's a big step. Conf- it is. I'm yes. very confused at, so what I understand, there's only like six, what is it, six bumps yeah. that you use in Braille? Mm-hmm. And hmm um,
1: And there's combinations and so forth. Right. I, I don't Braille myself, so I... I I've never brailled and and uh it's one of those things where i again am totally impressed by people who braille all the time (laughs) but i yeah at my at my age i don't know if i'm ready to do that or not (laughs) so i
2: i don't know if it's the patience thing for uh, me or if i like that i can still use my magnifying glass but i do know like i've been in hotels um and i've been in places where i'm like what or like going to the bathroom in a restaurant it would be nice to know what room number I'm going into or if this is the women's or the men's room. I mean mm-hmm. that would be really nice so I don't have to ask everybody to come with me mm-hmm. everywhere I need to go. Right. Um so it would be definitely something I would I should look into. It's even, a matter of like do I want to do it? Yeah. <laughs> do well, it might even it, you know
1: might even be uh, beneficial even the basics, right? Even the right. ba- even the basics, but again, that's again that's a whole other level. I, I think you've got it uh, pretty good. The, the nice thing now too is that most of the signs. You're probably finding that you're becoming more of a tactile person. You're 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 touching things more, right? Oh, I touch everything. Yeah, which is really hard in the COVID world where we're not supposed to touch yeah. everything. Um, right. My my uh, my son made that that observation the other day. He goes, he goes, I totally forget that you touch everything to be able to feel what it, you know, sense of what it is, and I can't touch things right now, uh, which is just crazy. But the neat thing is um, that you know when you go to those washrooms. A lot of them now have the, the, the signs are tactile where you can actually put your hand on them. Right. And feel with your finger, you know, if it's men or women or whatever like that. So little tricks like that. Uh, I'm going to suggest, and and I don't know if you have this on your phone yet. There's an app called Seeing AI. And I would I know. Yes. You know that app? Okay, good. Yes. Because I was, uh, it's, it's a highly recommended app. It works really, really well. So. Uh, if you haven't used it yet, I would I would recommend you downloading that for your phone. Uh, that will help you immensely.
2: Okay? Yeah, I definitely need to do that and yeah. look into it.
1: And there's another one, uh, and we've actually had them on this uh, show before. It's called Be My Eyes.
2: I have Be My Eyes. There you go. Love Be My Eyes. So awesome. So cool.
1: Good. And they don't sponsor any of these throws or anything like that. Those are just two apps that I know are are, are really, really good. Uh, yeah. and, and can help you, uh, you know, as you, as you progress in life. Caitlin, if yes. you had a message for the sighted world, what would it be?
2: Ooh, the sighted world. Um, I think honestly, just to not be so either scared or maybe just to be a little more open-minded. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it would be. Um if you have questions, ask, uh, we're not going to bite you. (laughs) Like I said, and, um, yeah, just to be a little more open-minded about everything and just anyone else in the world. I think a lot of, um, I feel bad for sighted people. They're so, they're still stuck on the surface. And a lot of people that are visually impaired are, are not, we're deeper than that. Mm -hmm. And, um, um, and we're not, as scared to either show our emotions, express them. Um, and I feel like that's something that I need in my life is more emotions and feeling and, and things like that. And I think people that have vision, um, they don't even realize, we just see the world from a very different perspective. And I feel bad for people that do have vision because they don't get to see what we see. I like that. Or feel what we feel.
1: That's very good. Yeah. Well done. Where do we find you on TikTok?
2: Um, it, my name is just Caitlin Wackerman on TikTok, and it's all together, one word. It's K-A-T-E-L-Y-N-W-A-C-K-E-R-M-A-N. And um, I'm on there, and I'm trying to grow my channel, <laughs> and I'm putting out my story and all the things that come along with it and i'm just hoping to motivate people and inspire and push people to be the best versions of themselves and um just to to not be scared to be you
1: caitlin wackerman thanks very much for hanging out with us on blind like me i am very very impressed by you you're uh, uh definitely a bright light in this uh, dark world that we've been having right now and i wish nothing but the success for you
2: Thank you. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. And I had a great time. Thanks for listening to Blind Like Me.
0: If you have a comment or suggestion about future casts, drop us an email to blindlikeme@outlook.com. Blind Like Me is a Tim Black on air.com production.